0: food fast where you continue to drink but you don't have any food and then there's partial fast where you still eat food but you really limit the type of food that you eat so you cut out certain types of food and in the bible there's um there's different lengths of time for a fast so sometimes they would fast for a portion of a day so they would fast until the evening for example sometimes they would fast for three days seven days 21 days And then the maximum um, that's mentioned is 40 days, fasting for 40 days. So you can do a dry fast, a liquid fast or a partial fast and you can fast for any length of time. So what I want to say is that everyone can fast, every single person can fast, no matter what your condition is, no matter what's going on in your life, everyone can fast from food, whether it is, Everyone can skip a meal or everyone can not eat desserts. Whether it's for one day or 40 days, everyone can fast. So don't check out of this talk and think, no, I can't really fast. Everyone can fast. It's something that's possible for anyone to do. Just need to ask the Holy Spirit how you can fast. But we can all fast from food. It's possible for everyone. So why would we fast? What is it about fasting? Why would we do it? These are just some of my thoughts. And then we're going to dig a a bit deeper into the Old Testament to see why the people fasted. But, yeah, these are my thoughts. So why, why would you want to fast? Well, when we eat food, we strengthen ourselves physically. When we fast, we strengthen ourselves spiritually. When we fast, we deny the flesh and we nurture the spirit and self denial is a major part of discipleship when we fast we humble ourselves and when we fast we are focused on god when we when we fast when we deny ourselves the basic the basics of eating our focus we know that we're doing it because we're focusing on God, not the world, not all the distractions that are around us, but our focus is on God. Okay, we're going to have a look at some clues from the Old Testament, and then um, if you want to know these, like where these scriptures are, you can text me and I'll tell you all the scriptural references, but I won't I won't say them as I'm going along. and um, yeah, we'll have a look in the old testament and see why the people fasted and trusting that the holy spirit will be speaking to us and that we'll get our own revelation about why fasting why did jesus say when you fast so uh, moses the great leader of israel he went to the mountain fasted for 40 days and during that time he was in intimate relationship and communication with god and god downloaded to him so much information about the tabernacle about the priests about the priests clothing about the furniture in the tabernacle about the offerings that God wanted to be brought to him about the altar about how to worship about the Sabbath and Moses received the law so Moses in that time of fasting received so much revelation from God that he was to then go and implement into the community of Israel. So he was away from the community of Israel for 40 days and nights, fasting and receiving all this revelation. And unfortunately, while he was there, um, Aaron Aaron uh, led the Israelites into sin and they started to worship a golden calf because they were like, where's Moses gone? Oh, never mind, let's worship this calf instead. And so as Moses came down from the mountain with all of this amazing revelation ready to impart to the people, he realised what they were doing. He realised that they would turned from God already and that they were worshipping a gold calf. And he prostrated himself. He lay on the floor before God and began to intercede for the people because their sin before God was so great. And he fasted again. He went without food. And he just cried out to God to to save the people, to have mercy on the people. So that was two times that Moses fasted. And the Israelites would fast when there was a time of national emergency. So one example is when there was a king called Jehoshaphat. And he was the king of Judah. And three armies were coming against Judah. And he heard about it. And obviously he was petrified. And so he called the nation to a fast and they gathered together in Jerusalem and they fasted and cried out to God to deliver them. They humbled themselves and recognised that they needed God, asked God to deliver them and uh, he did, God did deliver them. Um, Another national emergency was um, in the days of Esther and Mordecai when there was a decree that came from the king that um, all the Jews were going to be killed. And so Mordecai and all the Jews, on hearing this news, they humbled themselves with fasting and they cried out to God to deliver them. Um, Another national emergency was when Jonah went to Nineveh and delivered his sermon to um, Nineveh. And he said, "Um, because of your sin, in 40 days Nineveh is going to be destroyed. And so the king of Nineveh, called the people together and said everyone needs to fast, we need to humble ourselves, don't even let the animals eat, we're fasting before God and maybe even now if we fast and humble ourselves, God will have mercy and God won't destroy us and God did have mercy and he didn't destroy them. So that's just some examples of people fasting in national emergencies. Um, the prophet Joel He was speaking when there was another national emergency. Um, The land had been ravaged by locusts, and so uh, the the grain had all gone. And um, this is what Joel said to the people in this national emergency. This is in Joel chapter 2. This is what the Lord says. Turn to me now while there is still time. Give me your hearts. Come with fasting, weeping, and mourning don't tear your clothing in grief but instead tear your hearts. return to the lord for he is merciful and compassionate slow to anger and filled with unfailing love he is eager to relent and not punish who knows perhaps he will give you a reprieve sending you a blessing instead of a curse perhaps you will be able to offer grain and wine to the lord your god as before blow the ram's horn in jerusalem and announce the time of fasting Call the people together for a solemn meeting. Gather all the people, the elders, the children and even the babies. Call the bridegroom from his quarters and the bride from her private room. Let the priests who minister in the Lord's presence stand and weep before the entry room to the temple and the altar. And let them pray. Spare your people, Lord. Don't let your special possession become an object of mockery. Don't let them become a joke. For unbelieving foreigners who say has the God of Israel left them so that was Joel calling the people to a national fast in a time of emergency and you know every time the people humbled themselves and fasted God came through God delivered them and people fasted for favor when they needed extreme favor people fasted so Esther was um, raised up at the time of national emergency, when, at Mordecai's time, when the Jews were gonna be annihilated, Esther was married to the king. And so she was the one who could go and ask the king for mercy. And before she went before the king, she fasted, her and, um, uh, her and all her maid servants, and she asked everyone else to fast for three days, so that when she, when she went before the king, he would give her favor, and he did and nehemiah also fasted for favor and when nehemiah had heard about the state of he was in exile and he'd heard about the state of jerusalem and he was so devastated and he was repenting and fasting and saying sorry to god and he um, asked god in his fast to give him favor so that he could go before the king and ask the king if he could leave and go back to jerusalem to rebuild the walls and uh, he did get favour and the king did let him go back. Um, Daniel used to fast. Daniel fasted um, he, when he was repenting and mourning for the, again for the state of Jerusalem and for the fact that the Israelites had fallen so far away from God's law. He would fast and pray and um, repent before God. And Daniel, while he was fasting, received some amazing revelations from God about the end times, and um, he he received just revelation from heaven. Um, Ezra was another person that fasted. and When he was on his way back to Jerusalem from exile, it was a really dangerous journey, and he was taking lots of people with him. So before they left on the journey, he called the people to fast, and to ask God that on the journey they would be protected and that God would give them guidance, and God did. And then later on um, in the story of Ezra, Ezra goes back to Jerusalem only to find that um, people are sinning and doing terrible things that God has told them not to do, and then he's absolutely devastated that people have turned away from God so much, and so he fasts and repents and calls the people to repentance. So all of those examples that I've given you are examples of when people fast for for the nation, for a national emergency. And so I just wanted uh, us to think about now and the, the, um, the plight of our nation and the nations. And I just wonder, is this a time for us to fast? Is this a time to cry out to God? We know that. Our nation has fallen so, 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 so far short of obeying God's law. Um, He's not even really in the public arena or allowed to be in the public arena anymore. He's been shut out of our um, government, out of our education system, etc., etc. We teach our children that um, the Big Bang created the world. Um, We are far, far, far away as a nation from obeying God and following God's laws and obviously we're in a time of crisis um, as as is uh, as are the nations of the world so is this a time for us to fast and to pray and um, we're gonna like we did a couple of weeks ago we're gonna have a time of prayer and fasting again on Friday for any of those that want to join and we'll send you out a message about that but um, I think uh, this is a time to pray and fast for our nation and then um, if you have that uh, sense that you need to intercede for the nation, that God has raised you up to be an intercessor, then um, yeah, I really encourage you in that calling. And um, yeah, so they're all national examples of fasting, but a, a personal example of fasting, but it's for the same reason, it's the same thing of repenting and humbling yourself. It's when David fasted, and um, David had um, been really naughty and he'd had an affair and then got another man's wife pregnant and then killed and um, ensured the death of the man so that he could get away with his sin so he'd fallen um, very far from god in his in his personal life and he when he realized what he'd done when he was convicted of his sin um, he fasted um, for seven days and and asked god for mercy and asked god to forgive him and so that was and David fasting for personally for himself. So I think in in summary, as I've uh, reflected on these, um, of, like these examples of fasting, um, the theme for me is humbling ourselves, humbling ourselves, accompanied with fervent prayer and calling on God's mercy, reminding God of who He is, that He is a merciful God, and asking Him to um, act on our behalf in his nature of mercy and forgiveness. So that's fasting in the Old Testament. Um, it must speak to the heart of God when we fast. Some think, some think in fasting must move the heart of God. It's a, it's a recognition for ourselves that we need you, God. When we humble ourselves and go without the thing that keeps us alive, food is what keeps us alive. When we say, we need you so much, God, that we are going without what we do actually need physically, we need you more. It must move the heart of God. So Jesus says, when you pray, when you fast, and when you give. So the um, the New Testament also um, has a lot about fasting. Jesus fasted for 40 days at the beginning of his ministry, straight after his baptism, he was led into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit to be tempted by the devil. And during that time, he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. And another interesting time when fasting is mentioned is when um, the disciples are trying to cast out a demon and the stubborn demon won't leave the boy. And Jesus comes along and they say, you know, we can't, why, why couldn't we and Jesus does cast the demon out and the disciples say to him later on why couldn't we cast that demon out and he says um because of your lack of faith and and this type only comes out through prayer and fasting so that's an interesting point for that real significant breakthrough for that boy fasting was required for that demon to come out so that's something for us to think about um, and the disciples as well, um, fasting after Jesus had gone back to heaven. Um, when Saul was saved, um, he he went and fa- he fasted before his baptism. He didn't eat or drink anything before he got baptised. And then um, another example that's given is the, the prophets and the teachers in the church of Antioch. They were having a time of prayer and fasting. And um, God really spoke to them very clearly about sending sending Paul, and they received guidance from God through their time of of fasting and and direction and strategy. So, yeah, lots of examples of fasting. And just on a side note as well about fasting, this is to do with humbling ourselves. And there were other ways that people humbled themselves. And they would wear sackcloth. So sackcloth was a very, very uncomfortable material and they would, they would put it on their skin and wear it, that was another way that people f- um, humbled themselves, and they wanted to humble themselves before God and, and show that they were mourning and repenting, they would wear sackcloth. Um, when David um, fasted because of he was repenting of his sin, he, he didn't uh, go to his bed, he slept on the floor, so he was humbling himself by sleeping on the ground. Um, when Daniel fasted, he fasted from food, but he also fasted from ointments and from anointing himself. So I guess that was like a form of um, hygiene and how they would have looked after their bodies and he he, he fasted from, from all of that. Um, so I think this is my experience and I think this would be true for all of us that at different times in our life, the Holy Spirit can speak to us when, about humbling ourselves. So for example um You might uh, get a sense in your heart. Do you know what? In, tw- in 2021, I'm not allowed to buy anything. Like I I'm don't, I'm not supposed to buy any clothes or any shoes or any jewellery or anything any like uh, trinkets for my house. Like I believe this is the type of thing that the Holy Spirit speaks to us about at different seasons and different stages in our life, when He just wants us to humble ourselves and just focus again on what is really important. Or you might sense that the Holy Spirit is saying to you, I don't want you to. Um, indulging the luxury of showering every day for a season, or I don't want you to um no no luxuries for you, no going out for meals, no coffee, um no social media, no TV, what whatever it is. But I really believe that when we are in when we are having an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit, there will be different times and different seasons where the Holy Spirit says no, like no makeup, no earrings, um no driving whatever it might be but there are things that the holy spirit wants us to refrain from to just constantly keep our flesh in check and to constantly be living with a humble mindset before the lord so that's just a side note but i thought that was worth mentioning because we want to have that type of relationship with god don't we where he is able to tell us to refrain from something and we're able to say yes lord i can do that unto you um, because we know always it's for our good, it's for, it's for our growth, it's for our um, humbling, it's for our pruning. It, it's so that we can become more like Jesus. So um, I just want you to ask, spend a, a moment and ask, ask the Lord, why, why would you fast? Why, why would God want you to fast? So, um, yeah, I just want to spend, I'm going to time it on my phone a minute. Just to, to say, like Lord, is there is there something going on and in this situation you want me to fast? So yeah, I'm just going to time a minute for that and ask the Holy Spirit to speak to us. Okay. and um, I have a love-hate relationship with fasting. I really love it when the Lord is um blessing my meals unto me and uh, he has given me permission to eat, I love it, like I enjoy eating, I enjoy food, um, and I I enjoy the blessing of being able to eat breakfast and lunch and dinner, I'm so grateful to God, but when he removes that grace for me to eat and asks me to fast, oh, the flesh like, but Lord, but Lord, but Lord, but I'm trying to learn not to argue with that unction and that prompting him from the Holy Spirit, but just to do it because if you're eating when you're supposed to be fasting, then it's not be, the Lord isn't blessing it unto you. If you're if you're being called into fasting, then um, then it's best just to fast and and to fast unto the Lord. And I try and say to myself, "I'm fasting unto you, Lord. I'm fasting unto you, Lord." And mm. um, yeah, the ho- when. When you feel that, um, when you feel that sense to fast, there's a reason. And so it's time then not to focus on the flesh, but to focus on God. And there's always a reason. Like, if you sense that you wake up one morning and the Holy Spirit's telling you to fast and, and you fast, like, you don't know what's happened, like we just, it's a spiritual di- dynamic that's going on. You don't know if you're fasting for someone's salvation or someone's protection or or just to be humbled. But if the Holy Spirit prompts us to fast, then we ought to fast. And I'm really speaking to myself here because, you know, there's been many times when the Holy Spirit's prompted me to fast and I haven't and I've eaten and, I, yeah. So, but I want to be so intimate with my father that when he does tell me to fast and also be obedient just be like yes right that's it don't don't flesh just silence that's it you're fasting okay so um the holy spirit might say to you and if there's a breakthrough that you need you might need to fast every thursday for a year for this breakthrough if it's something to do with one of your children Maybe you need to say, right, 2021, every Thursday I'm skipping breakfast. I don't know. I'm just giving you examples. Um, the Lord might be calling you to be an intercessor for the nation. And um, The Lord might be calling you to fast for your family, salvation. The Lord might be calling you to fast yourself out of apathy. Hungry people fast. Hungry people fast. If you're in a situ- place of apathy... Maybe you could fast your way out of it. and um, The Lord might be calling you to fast so that you see more fruit in an area of your life where you need to bear fruit, maybe in ministry or something. And, and there might need to be a breakthrough in an area. Maybe it's an area of health where you need breakthrough. Like, I believe the Lord can heal all of our sickness. I believe that the Lord can heal all of our diseases. and um, I have faith that we can walk in divine health and wholeness. And if we, if we aren't, if there's an area in our life where we're um, bound up in sickness, maybe we need to fast and for breakthrough in that area. So um, just a little bit of personal experience about fasting. What I find um, when I fast, this is for ex- an extended amount of time, um, a refining process goes on so um, if you imagine like all the gunk that's inside of us the ungodliness the sin and everything it's all there and um, when life's going on as normal like we don't necessarily notice it's there but as soon as we start fasting it's like the gunk starts to come up and rise up to the surface and you can see it and you meet yourself in the fast and you're like oh I'm not so great am I and fasting isn't is an opportunity for us to realign ourselves to be like Jesus. And then when I when I fast, I realise that I'm actually full of pride. I, I lack holiness in so many areas. I'm such an impure person. I'm lukewarm. I'm totally distracted and caught up in the affairs of this life. And that's my average state of being. But when I fast, I can notice these things more and try and address them and deal with them and repent for them. And this is what I found in fasting. There are two things that come up every single time. Without fail, when I'm fasting, there are two things that God highlights to me. The first one, like I said, is my pride constantly boasting, advertising my good deeds, comparing myself to other people and coming off better. And when I'm fasting, I just notice it and it's like, oh, gosh, an opportunity to repent and, and to say sorry to God. So that's the first thing that always comes up without foul is pride. The second thing that always comes up without foul, and this is so close to God's heart, is the poor, it, it dawned on me years ago when I did my first fast. I was fasting with my housemate, and we were fasting from evening meals for, um, I think we did it for like 21 days or something. first time that I properly like, got into fasting. And I realised I was choosing to fast. I had a fridge full of food and shops down the road full of food and I had access to them my whole life. Never in my whole life have I gone without food, ever. Not one time have I experienced hunger, never. And I realized, oh, I'm choosing to fast, but there are a billion, like, what a lucky Westerner I am that I actually am choosing not to stuff my face because I'm so spiritual. There are billions of people around the world who are hungry and God is bothered about it and I'm not. I don't actually need to buy any more stuff. I could sponsor a child in a country and, and give them an opportunity of an education and regular meals rather than buying more stuff. I could actually probably sell a lot of my stuff and find a lot better use for the money than just indulging myself in more and more luxuries. And fasting really brings that home to me. Every time I fast, God, when I'm Focusing on God, it's like God. It's like God has a, a fixation with the poor, and when we really listen and focus, we can't not also get a glimpse of that heart of God. I am extremely wealthy, and I didn't know that. I thought I was normal. In fact, I thought I was probably a bit below average, only because I've grown up in Loughton and Buckhurst Hill. But God shown me that I'm I'm dripping with wealth, extremely wealthy. And the only conclusion that I can come to is that I have to share. I have to share. I, I cannot pass on from this life into the next life with my barns full. What does that, what message does that say to God? What does that tell God about my heart? If I've got savings in the bank and possessions to spare, when I pass on to be with him in heaven, I cannot fast without God telling me, share, 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 share. And just like praying, just like fasting, we can all share, we can all share. There are needs all around me in Debden, and there are needs all around me in the world, so we can all share. And then, um, this is what God said through the prophet. He said this through the prophet Isaiah when he was challenging the Israelites. Because fasting, like I asked you the question at the beginning, like, is fasting part of your lifestyle? Fasting was part of their lifestyle. That is, they did fast on a regular basis. But this is what God said to them like, fasting's great. But in Isaiah, he says, and um, the people say, We fasted before you. Why aren't you impressed? We've been very hard on ourselves and you didn't even notice it. I tell you why, God said. It's because you're fasting to please yourself. Even while you fast, you keep oppressing your workers. What good is fasting when you keep on fighting and quarreling? This kind of fasting will never get you anywhere with me. You humble yourselves by going through the motions of penance, bowing your heads like reeds bending in the wind. You dress in burlap and you cover yourself with ashes. Is this what you call fasting? Do you really think this can please the Lord? No, this is the kind of fasting I want. Free those who are wrongly imprisoned. Lighten the burden of those who work for you. Let the oppressed go free and remove the chains that bind people. Share your share, 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 share your food with the hungry. Share, share your food with the hungry and give shelter to the homeless. Give clothes to those who need them and do not hide from your relatives who need help. And the prophet Zechariah says the same thing, same message. Say to all your people and your priests, during these 70 years of exile when you fasted and mourned in the summer and in the early autumn, was it really me that you were fasting for? And even now in your holy festivals, aren't you eating and drinking just to please yourself? Isn't this the same message the Lord proclaimed through the prophets in years past when Jerusalem and the towns of Judah were bustling with people? The message came to Zechariah from the Lord. This is what the Lord of Heaven's army says. Judge fairly, show mercy and kindness to one another. Do not oppress widows, orphans, foreigners and the poor and do not scheme against each other. Justice is really important to God, and there's a lot of injustice in this world, and we're part of it because we're greedy Western consumers, and so we need to have a serious think about it and ask God how we can share. So, anyway... That's just really on a personal note what happens to me every time I fast. But I really want to encourage you, church. I really, 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 really want to encourage you to do an extended fast. And um, like fasting for a day is great, fasting a meal is great, it's brilliant. But there's really something significant about doing an extended fast because you get into a rhythm and it gives more time for um, God to really work and when you do an extended fast, you can really get into the fast because when you just stop eating for a day, your flesh just like cries out, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry. But um, when you get into it a little bit, like after, after a few days, you're, you're actually not hungry anymore. So then it's just a mental battle of like how much we love eating food but you, you can actually really get into the fast. And if you, if you like stop with the caffeine and stuff and get over the caffeine withdrawals, um, then you can actually really start to get into it. So I really want to encourage you. Um, and I want to say like everyone can do it. Like even if you do an extended fast, like when Daniel fasted, um, his, he did a, a, a three week, 21 day fast and he just cut out all luxury foods so there were just certain foods that he ate, but he didn't have any delicacies. And um, so everyone can do it. So whether it's a three day, seven day, ten day, twenty one day, or forty day fast, I really, I just want to encourage you to fast because it is like really a good thing to do as a disciple of Jesus. And I feel like now, like, it's a good time in one sense, because, um, you know, like, sometimes you think, oh, like, I'm going to fast, but so-and-so's birthday's coming up and I'm going out for a meal, with so-and-so. Well, I know none of you's are going out for meals. I know none of you have got any big occasions coming up that you are, uh, like, how, how am I going to fast, you know, when I go out for this birthday meal, because um. It's a different season for us at the moment. So I, I feel like now is a bit of a seize the moment time for fasting because um, it, we're not really socialising around food in the way that we would normally and we're not going out to eat. So, um, yeah, I just really want to encourage you to pray and ask God about and, and about doing an extended fast. Um, if you want practical tips about fasting, then you can speak to Mia Rich and um, we would be happy to give you touch with it.